You're listening to Splinters of Jade, a Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game actual play podcast using the D&D 5th edition source book Adventures in Rokugan. I'm your game master, Chris Garvey. My name is Bill Richardson. I will be playing Shoshiro Ren. I am Bren Thorson. I'll be playing Yogo Otame. Both pronouns are they, them. I'm Steve Bartlemy. I will be playing Bayushi Aikore. I'm Shay. I'll be playing Soshi Shapai. Guess he, him. Hello, and I'm Robert Denton III, and I will be playing Yogo uh, Kyoko, she, her. We open in the City of Lies, a tea house on the edge of town, run down, but that is only a facade. Inside awaits a table with six cups and a hot pot of tea. One by one, our heroes arrive. The first is Yugo Otome. So feel free to describe yourself as much as you want the other characters to know about you. Okay, they are very nondescript, not tall, not short, not fat, not thin. They wear a solid black mask over their face with kind of almost wisps of smoke like tendrils coming off of it. They wear a what is that hat? The Amigasa? They don't take it off. You can't see much else of their features at all. That's my character. After a minute, Bayushi Ayakore walks in. Uh, he's, he's tall. He's powerfully built. Um, he's got a simple demon mempo mask. Um, dressed mainly in blacks with a red accent as per the scorpion colors. He, he uh, doesn't seem um, nothing too obvious about him. But you don't really see his feet. And nobody notices as Shosuro Ren walks in. Those who do see something, you see a gentleman walking in very nondescript garb. You, you may uh, think he's actually one of the workers trying to come in and pick some stuff up. But he sits down with a red mask that covers nose down. <clears throat> you can see a slight hint of what might be a beard coming under the mask. You're not quite sure. And then what was someone was there? You forget these there. Right. Immediately on the heels of Shisura Ren is Soshi Shipai. Yeah, so Shipai is just entering in in his it's like a kabuki like drama mask. It's like the one of like kind of like a 
you know, weeping emotion uh, comes in in his like, you know, his nice, like comfortable traveling clothes and just kind of, you know, his flippy bangs and, you know, just kind of comes in like not making a scene, but very much just like put out of the whole situation and kind of just, you know, almost with the, you know, overexerted teenager kind of sets in a chair and just a loud sigh and, you know, orders a drink. All right. Um, the, so in the tea room, there's the tea pot in the middle and then cups. So you don't even need to order a drink. You can just pour yourself a cup. Uh, I'm going to he's going to try to order like someone to pour it for him. And as you go to order someone to pour it for you, you know, there's only five cups. Hmm. Corey looks at looks at him, kind of rolls his eyes. All right, and rounding out the group, last to arrive is Yogo Kyoko. Uh, a listless figure uh, seeps into the room. Uh, her slight, withered frame is wrapped in crimson and black layers. Her face hidden behind an obscure mask with dead eyes that stare out and a scruffy, messy bird's nest of a hair. The figure pauses for a moment in front of the table until a loud cough rasps from under the mask. And then a youthful hand grips the bottom, pulls it up, revealing a face partially painted in now smeared makeup with a lopsided grin, apologizing. Sorry, sorry, I can never see around this thing. And then... uh, makes her seat at the table, forgetting to put her mask back on, scratching behind her ear as some, uh, and letting out a cloud of dust as she does. And Carter leans over and says, well then you may wish to widen the eye holes. Just a suggestion, my lady. But it's porcelain. Do it very gently. <laughs> does that work? <laughs> I shrug and just drink. <laughs> All right, is anybody helping themselves to the tea that is offered or inspecting the teapot in any way? I'm still waiting for the person I tried to get to pour it for me. I'm just like patiently. I will examine the teapot. That's but I will not touch the tea. Go ahead and do a perception roll for that, and I'll let you know how much information you get. I even have perce- hey, I actually put points in perce- or put my perception or something, whatever. I don't remember. How do you play this game? I haven't played five years <laughs> so long. So if, if you uh, got proficiency in that, you get your proficiency bonus in addition to the uh, yeah. points for your. So I got a dirty 20 total. OK, uh, so you notice the teapot for the most part looks normal except over by the handle there's a hole in the bottom of the handle and a hole on the top just in front of the handle you're not entirely sure what those holes do but they could easily be covered by one hand oh I know what those I I know exactly what this is we all know what those that does we're scorpion this is we're scorpion we know this 101 yeah. This is the assassin's teapot. Yes. Uh, and a very monotone voice, and I'm going to try and do it. Uh, this 
is an assassin's teapot. Are you surprised? No, I just thought I'd point that out. Greatly appreciated. Your concern for our well-being is well noted. So you like pointing out the obvious. I see. It helps me remember. Shapai's doing his best to make sure because he didn't notice it was an assassin's teapot and he's just trying to save face at this point. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, yes. Look to the other guy. Then you might get your wish for somebody to pour your tea. Because obviously you don't want... So after a long enough pause that you guys start to feel awkward waiting in the room, in slips a rather old man. What? Uh... I hope you're not trying to startle me. I don't startle easily. After all, well, I would hope you wouldn't see many things. I'd hope you wouldn't try to startle me. I thought this was everybody. You would come to a briefing and not have the person briefing you. I I look from one face to the other. I thought it was one of. I thought it was one of you. I'd assumed it was going to be a hidden note, but I mean, this works. I thought it would at least be an intermediary. I had no expectations. The old man picks up the pot and puts his thumb over the top hole, pours tea into all six cups, picks one of them up, and you notice that it is a kind of greenish brown in color and he sips it please would everyone be so kind as to enjoy a sip of tea I recommend finishing the glass Kyoko uh, looks from one face to the next expectantly slight smile on her face Mm. yeah and Corey picks up and moves to take a sip I will basically just touch the teeth to my where my mouth would be on my mask but that's about it I just kind of like yeah I get lift up to like I'm doing it but I got like you know just let it kind of dribble down the mask a little bit like mmm yum so anybody who's trying to not actually drink tea please roll sleight of hand <laughs> that is a what's it <laughs> it's a... That's a ten. <laughs> I got a dirty twenty. Same again. I, I, I rolled a fourteen and I have a plus six on this one. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I keep getting dirty twenties on this. Like the last roll was a fifteen with a plus five. So I am rolling different numbers. I will let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Ren will actually drink, but no one really notices. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have kind of an un- unconventional thing I want to do. When he is drinking his tea, uh, I would like to use Eyes Betray the Heart on him. Uh, so I think what I what I get to do, 
I think I get to make an intelligence investigation check and add the highest result among intrigue dice that I rolled. So I'm going to use just... I'm going to use just a single intrigue die, one of my d6s. And I do, and it's a three. And so now I will roll a d20 uh, in a in an investigation check. So here we go. I have to say things as I do them because that's how broken I am. Let's see what we got here. So my total, let's see. Uh, my total is 27. Uh, and if that's higher than his passive perception, then I learn a clue of my choice. Uh, that would be higher than his past perception. Cool. Uh, I would like to know his motivation. He is seeking to know your guys' loyalty and dedication. Okay. Uh, in that case, I will, uh, I will admire the cup and sniff it. Do I, uh, detect any particular uh, sense? Do I recognize this mix? Um, let's Sorry, did I put you on the spot? <laughs> uh, it's, it's me remembering what all your stuff is individually. My bad. <laughs> Good luck with that. I, I can't I don't even have, remember my stuff. Yeah, I don't have any kind of like enhanced sniffing, I don't think. I think I have mundane sniffing. <laughs> yeah, enhanced sniffing is a thing, I forget. There, There's a bitter note to the tea. It's tea. Well, especially bitter tea. Okay. Welp. Uh... There's something in this tea, but he wants to know loyalties and motivations and all that stuff, so against my better judgment, I'll down the whole thing, as he suggests. I won't be rude about it or anything, but I will do as instructed. I will I will walk into the trap. <laughs> Those of you who faked drinking tea, he eyes you. If you don't drink, just get out. Okay, okay. So as I go to drink the tea again, uh, I'm going to use because uh, we're in a dimly lit or dark place, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'll use the bonus favor I get uh, for token of memory uh, to do it so I can cast it at a single action. And that'll let me you know, petition the air spirits uh, to just, you know, make it look like an object within uh, create an illusion of an inanimate object no larger than five feet in any dimension uh, that I can taste. I can make the appearance, texture, smell, touch, all that. Uh, they just basically have to make a wisdom saving throw to realize it's not real. So I'm just gonna, you know, ask the commies, and it just looks like it's an empty cup and that I drank it. Uh, I'm not even yeah. gonna ask what the difficulty would be for me because I rolled so low that it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> So, yeah, he believes it. He believes mm. whatever your illusion is. <laughs> yum, yum tea. 
I, I will attempt to consume it. I don't know how I would consume stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, for Same you, you're, you're, soak it you're, through your skin. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure how I would consume it either. It would just like go right through you like the ghost in a, a Casper movie. It's like, oh, all it's the okay for now. Me, Pick it up, say, if you insist. Toss it back, and now the pillow is that I'm sitting on is wet. Oh, how embarrassing for you. I won't say anything because I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> yeah, you better not. <laughs> well, you know, we're all friends here. For now. Now that that... <laughs> now that that formality is over, I have gathered all of you here so that I can brief you on your next mission. You've been hand-selected for your individual talents. We have found that there is some construction going on in the spine of the world, somewhere between here and the sacred watch palace of the Lionlands. We do not know if it's the lion or the unicorn or someone else building, but they are taking wood from the Shinnemen for their construction. Oof. That's not Does good. it matter which clan it is if we can use it to our advantage? It does not matter, but we would like to know what is going on and be prepared for any eventualities. I want it thoroughly investigated and should you deem so necessary, eliminate the issue. Ren bows at that. <laughs> it is odd that they are taking it all the way from the Shinnaman when there's plenty of wood in the spine of the world mountains. They must be needing sacred trees for some reason. I've heard that the wood of the Shinnaman have special properties, but of course it's terrible luck to cut them down. It angers the spirits. Then, then let us be Karma's blade. Follow the old trail through the mountains. It should keep you away from the logging trails well enough that you cannot be seen, but should be able to follow them to their end point. I do not know what's being built, nor do I care in the end. I just want to know what they're doing in our lands. And with that sacred wood, what is going on cannot. Oh, and before we go, please have another cup of tea. This time you notice his pinky extends and covers the bottom hole, and out comes a reddish-brown liquid into the teacups. This is the antidote to the poison you drank earlier. Figured. Thank you, I say. <laughs> <laughs> But I can only accept it on the third offer. 
no, I'll take it. I'll I'll drink that. <laughs> no, that's for gifts, not tea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. I will attest to that. That there is no reason to duel somebody over ref- not refusing tea three times. Yeah. Rin just takes it without anything. Yeah, besides, if you refuse this one, he'll probably just say, "Okay, fine, your choice." Yeah, I'm like, no, wait. I'll go ahead and down that. <laughs> After thanking yeah, him, of course. Like, yeah, same. Yeah. Make the motion since the last... I don't know. Make the motion since the last tea just went straight through me, literally. <laughs> if anybody doesn't drink the tea, please make a constitution saving throw. Nobody? Good. All right. Well, I tapped my fan on the table. And I was like, well, let's get to it. You leave the city behind you and head into the mountains. The going is fairly easy. It's an old trail grown over. So there is a little bit of climbing over down trees and pushing through brush. The sound of nature is all around you. I stumble and hit every possible obstacle along the way, tripping over myself. (laughs) snagging myself on branches and brambles dropping things which is good because I have to take a fair number of rests given my 8th strength so I'm just like yeah we got this yeah yeah (laughs) I'm gonna have everybody do a nature roll uh, and just let me know if you get less than 12 nature Uh, 7 uh, what does survival work? Um, huh? I'll allow survival. Yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> One point Nature more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, less than 12. So if it's a survival, we use. Well, no, nah, never mind. Forget it. Forget I said anything. I know how this game works. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. OK. I'm good. So I would have passed both the nature and the survival roll with a natural 13 with with a plus five for survival. It's actually a five point difference between me and nature for survival (laughs) and nature. So that's why I asked. Oh, no. So uh, sounds like Steve got below 12. Anybody else? Oh, I got a seven. Yeah, no, I super don't know what's coming. I just barely pass. Rolled 11. I got a two for nature. Make 13. All right. So for Ayakora and Shippai, you don't see the yokai in the woods. So everybody else can see that there's yokai in these woods as well as the natural beasts. I'm too busy fanning myself. I'm just like, "Ah, ah, couldn't take the road. Couldn't take the road. Of course, there are yokai in the woods again. Yeah, we are not alone. Hmm. Not that surprising. Yes, I say sagely as I trip. (laughs) You hear a loud crack of wood and four hulking forms step out all in front of you. You recognize these as Jimmy, 
or wilderness beasts from yokai. Think where the wild things are. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like those beasts. Three of them are shorter than the, and one is clearly an alpha. I wave politely and say hi. Uh, I was going to say roll charm, but there's not a charm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this uh, uh, oh, persuasion. Persuasion. All right. Let's see. Yeah, roll this. persuasion. Uh, a 13. A 13. It snarls at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, not okay. Sad. I'm going to step up, bow politely, and say, "Forgive my companion. Is there something we can assist you with?" Let's see, persuasion of seventeen. They growl and claws extend from their hands. Roll for initiative. Up here I we go. I do not think these are friendly. <laughs> well, I don't oh, want to jump to any conclusions. We can do for them. We can beat them down. Alright, I got a 15. So, and then you add your initiative score to that. Uh, I also have a... I might have a reaction. Do I have a reaction? I do have a reaction. I do have a reaction to initiative beginning. I don't remember. Holy crap. (laughs) I'm as shocked as you are. I'm super thankful for uh, for sewn in bookmarks into the <laughs> into the uh, into the book. Yeah, those are awesome. Oh, uh, I guess I have two. Well, I have a reaction and then I have a thing that I automatically do. OK, Steve, what's your uh, initiative? 16. OK. I'm just putting this in an order so that I can keep track of everybody. Apparently, I did not notate the uh, starting ninja tools that I've got. Yeah, I realized that this morning, so I added up to. Yeah, what, what the what phase of the moon are we in at the moment? Um, it is a uh, waxing crescent. Ah, okay. So no two bonus favor for a new moon. Aww. All right. <laughs> Short changed. No, the new moon was a couple days ago. Yeah. All right. And be, I am not rolling my typical self. I am rolling really poorly. Good Yay. for you. <laughs> <laughs> there was widespread celebration. Yay. All right. So just so we can differentiate, we have three smaller chimi. So there's a chimi with vertical stripes, a chimi with horizontal stripes, and a chimi that is plain bird. And then there's the alpha. So you'll need to specify which chimi you are doing what to. and it goes vertical stripe, alpha, horizontal stripe, plane in front of you. So, uh, Yogo Otome, you have 
first action? Uh, I have a reaction after initiative okay. is, is done. So before, I guess, do I really have the first? I think I've got people who are above me in initiative. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, I said Otome. Oh, so bad. yeah. So you get so you get your reaction first. So okay. go ahead. So uh, I will use just one intrigue die. There are five of us. One, two, three, four. Yeah, there are five yes. of us here, right? Okay. Yeah, I'll use one intrigue die for this, and we'll see how that goes. Well, once again, I roll three. Um. So. Let's do so. Uh, I'm going to. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I don't remember everybody's names. Is it okay if I name players? Yes. That's all right. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can only remember it because I have an Excel sheet in front of me. It's why I actually put the my character's name as uh, my name on on here. Steve, can I ask what you rolled on initiative? Um, I rolled a 12. Okay, so then it'll be Steve, Shay, and Ren. All of you get plus three to your initiative right now. Okay. That puts me to 25. Yep. Uh, Me to 19, then. Additionally, each of you may either, right now, move 10 feet, spend a hit die to recover hit points, or take a dodge search or use an object action. Oh, I'm going to retreat 10 feet or yeah, I'm just going to That's actually really nice. What ability yeah, is that? That's tactical assessment. It is a it's one of the courtier abilities. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. a rhetorical flourish. Yeah. Okay, well, I screamed they're coming right for us. I'm Boom. pretty much the tank, so I'm, I'm going to move 10 feet towards towards the big guy. Yeah, Chris, question for you. How yeah. how would it is it? Could I be able to get behind a tree to hide? Uh, probably yes. Okay, then I will move the take the ten feet move to get behind the tree to, so I can do a hiding so I can get my uh, specials. Yeah, these aren't going to be very big trees, but you can probably squeeze behind a tree. Well, you know, Ren, he has forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to have you do a just to make this nice and even I'll have you do stealth with an advantage roll to make sure you're hidden. Uh, you need a total score of 14. How about a 26? You're good. <laughs> yeah, nice. I got a plus seven on my stealth. Yeah, this wasn't going to be too hard. I just wanted to have that chance that you chose the nice thin Aspen. All right. So first action is Yogo Tome. Yeah, I don't think you can beat my 22 dexterity. So I'm going to target all four of them with. I just had this up from the ninja. Tools. It's called uh, Shower of Kunai. And I can target up to six targets with my dexterity modifier being high because I am not a human being. So that is on the 
I, I'm just going to do it in order that you stated it. So there's four targets, if I remember correctly. Yes. All right. So that's a tw- 27 on the first one. Okay, that hits. Okay, it takes seven damage and the bleeding condition. That's 26 and eight damage on the, they all get the bleeding condition if they get hit. Uh, how much damage was that? Uh, that on the, f- the first one or the second one? The second one. Second one is eight damage. Okay. Uh, that's a 19. All right, that'll hit. How much damage? Uh, seven. I'm not rolling very well on this D6. Oh, for a second there, I thought that was a natural one, but that's a 17. Uh, that'll hit too. Uh, so that is 12 damage, and they all get the bleeding condition. So if you have anything that any ninja ability, like that ninja attack thing that deals more damage with conditions, there's a condition on all of them now. Merciless. Thank you, Bryn. (laughs) Yeah. And... I don't know what else I can do. Um, so can I fly out and dig deep into their furry pelts? All right. Shisoro Ren. So how far am I from them? You went and retreated? No, I was going. You, you ducked for cover? Yeah. was trying uh, to get closer to them so I can use my chainsicle. Okay, closer. Okay. Yeah. Closer and hidden, you're going to be about 10 feet away. Okay. I got to figure out what the chainsicle's range is. I knew I forgot something on that one. I'm almost there. Where is it? Where is it? Just says it's a martial melee weapon. So I'm assuming I need to get a within melee range. So, yes, I'm going to move behind horizontal stripe. Chain sickle should not be a melee weapon or completely yeah. melee weapon. Unless under the description of it says something. Well, they also updated everything and they also forgot a lot. I'm trying to get everything here. Where's Chain Sickle? Uh, it's on page. The descriptor is on page one ninety three. Chain Sickle. Um, yeah, that is weird. Oh, it has reach. Okay, so it's it's just basically ten feet. Okay, it has so a it didn't... ten foot range. Yeah. So I will be ten feet away. I'm going to spin the uh, sickle, latch out with it. And come on, let me see. Uh, let's see if I hit it. 16. 16 will hit. Okay. Nice. So it's a D6 of slashing plus my merciless strike. And it's just got one condition on it. It has one condition. 
Alright, I need to grab another set of dice. I can roll my d4s all at the same time. It's not going to be a lot of damage. Uh, let's see, 10 damage. 10 slashing. Okay. So. Um, actually, and then now it must make a wisdom save. On a failure, it is stunned until the end of its next its next turn. All right, what is the difficulty on the wisdom save? That's what I'm trying to. Uh, did I, uh, uh, fifteen. Uh, I succeed, oh, but only just. Okay. That's Ren. Right. Uh, Yoko Kyoko. Uh, Kyoko uh, glances at the others, uh, seeing uh, what's what everything that's happening, and uh, remarks, "Ah, no negotiations then. No even attempted peace. Very well. Uh, I'm cool with that." Uh, she readies her naginata and takes the dodge action. So her body tenses. She's now equipped with her naginata, and she is attempting to actively dodge any attacks that come her way. Uh, I guess I get a movement, too, so I'm going to get uh, close to whoever is not engaged with an enemy. Or, yeah, whichever of the um, whichever of these yokai are not currently uh, engaged, I'm going to I'm going to engage them or get within engagement range, I guess is what I'm saying. By making sense here, that was just a bunch of gibberish, wasn't it? At the end of my turn, I gain a focus point. So you can choose between the vertical stripes and the plain furred. Which one's bigger? They're about the same, and they're both uh, damaged I'll, exactly the same. I will go with um, plain Jane. All right. As a note, my armor class is now 18. And any attacks against me are at disadvantage. So come get some, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Steve, Bayushi Ayakore, your turn. Okay, well. This might not end up well, but challenge of steel on the late on the leader. Free action to challenge an opponent. Um, let's see. Is it wisdom? I think it is. To resist. Where is that? Uh, yeah, wisdom saving throw D DC of 15. Yeah, he succeeds. Okay, so he can choose to uh, enter into duel with me or not. But uh, no, he's not going to care about a duel. Okay, well. Okay, fine. Step forward. Uh, doesn't he? Oh, did he take? A, I guess it was the saving throw failed, or did he? Is that how that worked? He succeeded he on the succeeded. saving throw. Oh, so okay, he okay. can choose whether to enter duel with me. If he fails, he has to enter the duel. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, he's not going to play. I'm just going to cut him down. So. <laughs> Katana flashes out, and 
That's a 23 to hit. Not you hit. Okay, let's see. Eight damage. Plus. That's only two points of damage. Oh, wait. He's bleeding, so. Ah, uh, that doesn't add. Or, oh, unless you have something that uses the condition. Merciless strike. Precisely why. So, I did six it. points of damage total. All right. Vertical strike is stripes who has nobody on them. It gets angry and charges at the source of its pain. Also known as Yogo Otome. Do I have anything for that? I don't know. <laughs> so it is able to make two attacks. We'll see if they hit uh, a two is not going to be strong enough to hit you. And another two is not going to be strong enough to hit you. So it Yay. is. Uh, it's just swinging wildly with its claws and missing. Yay. I'm not going to do anything about that then. <laughs> so I don't remember what else I can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she's Shippai. All right. So I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm kind of back off away from everything. Uh is there like how are these guys lined up? Are they kind of lined up in a line-ish kind of shape? Like not anymore. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take whatever angle I can get to get the most of them in a single uh, thirty-foot air blast. So, uh, right. which ones would I be able to target that way? So they are all engaged. Okay. So you can get. Easily, you can get two of them. Okay, then those two I can most easily get. Uh, because we're in a mountainous region at a high altitude, I'll gain two bonus favor for this, but I'll only be spending one of it. I'm going to be making a multi-target evocation attack that'll deal 1d6 thunder damage, but uh, for each hit I get uh, will cause the targets to become off balance and they will suffer the disoriented condition, so they won't be able to make opportunity attacks until the end of its next turn. So for attack number one, I got a nat 20. And for attack number two, I got a 25. All right. On that nat 20, mm -hmm. uh, you get, I'll let you have uh, maximum damage. Oh, excellent. Then that will be uh, six damage for the 1d6 thunder. And do I roll the additional? Uh, no, you get max damage on everything for that on that first guy. OK, so six and he's disoriented. And then for guy number two, uh, four and he is disoriented. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I did my move. I did that uh, for a bonus action. Uh, I'm going to fire up. This is going to burn up some favor. Uh, to do it at bonus action speed, but I'm going to make a uh, basically I'm going to make a blade of the elements, but mine will be uh, making a simple hunting bow. And to do that at quick speed is uh, one favor. So I will spend one of my five favor 
uh, just at bonus speed to make that a uh, basically a bow that will deal thunder damage. And that's my turn. All right. So the ones that got hit specifically were mm-hmm. the plane one that's uh, engaged with Yogo Kyoko and the uh, vertical striped one engaged with Yogo Otome. All right. The one engaged with Shisuro Ren uh, misses the, on its first strike. Yeah. By the way, Chris, I realized I did not add my the, the uh, my dex bonus damage to that. So just add three more. Okay. Because it is a finesse weapon. Uh, actually, first hit and second hit both hit. So rolling for damage. I thought you said the first hit or no, missed. I, <laughs> I forgot to add in his strength bonus. And I was also looking at Bren's number <laughs> and not yours. Your, Which is your, lower. Your 14 is uh, much easier to hit. Yeah. All right. The first claw does 13 damage. Ouch. The second claw does 16 damage. So 29. How you doing so there? It comes at it comes at you just swinging its two clawed hands and takes a decent chunk out of you with those swings. I'm not even under half yet. All right. Uh, the Plainford Chimi takes its own swings and you're Robert, you're at 18, you said, for... Uh, yes, my armor class is now 18. Thank, plus one for hair and stance, and plus one for using a defensive weapon. Also, I'm 10 feet away because of the Naginata. Yeah, their, their arms have reach. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're big and lanky. How dare they? Uh, but they miss with both strikes. So, when they miss... They are now marked for death. Is that a condition? Uh, yes, that is a that's a special condition. Um, when you are marked for death, my next successful melee attack against a marked for death creature deals an additional one d eight force damage. They are marked for death yeah. for one minute. <laughs> yeah, I just have to make sure because of things playing off conditions. So, yeah, that's a condition All right. of being marked for death. That's actually a new condition for this game. And it's considered a negative condition. Uh, let me let me see. Uh, it's I want to say the new conditions are. Where are the new? I think they're in the techniques section of the book. Yeah, they're at the very, very start of the techniques section of the book. OK, yeah. Uh, yeah, these apply new negative status conditions. Okay. Because yeah, that, if, that affects Merkel's strike. Say that again? It affects Merciless strike. Because Merciless strike is for every negative condition. Mm-hmm. So technically that one has two negative conditions on it now. Yeah, because... Uh... Yeah, and then the ones I hit now have disoriented, which is one of the new negative conditions as well. And uh, keep in mind that for marked for death, D6 
The only one who, while he has that condition, the only one who can benefit from it right now is me. Because it's the next time the creature that marked it for death hits it. I think so that's one... just for the extra D8. Correct. That's all but it's for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, Immersive Strike gives me an additional 3D4 per negative condition up to maximum Kicking 90. Butt. Yeah. Kicking butt. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Big, big Alpha rages up on its uh, feet as much as it can and comes down on Mayushi Iakore with both claws at the same time, digging deep. Wow, he hit a 19. Yeah, I rolled a 13 and a 19 with a plus 8. Ugh, okay. Big Alpha's not a thing to take lightly. Challenge accepted. (laughs) I guess. Uh, (laughs) Left hand causes 11 damage. Uh, Okay. Right hand causes 15 damage. Total 26. Blood is in the air, and the Chimi are salivating. We'll end our episode here. Splinters of Jade's Mountain's Shadow is a work of fiction and any resemblance to people, places, or events is purely coincidental. We are not affiliated with Edge Entertainment, Fantasy Flight Games, Asmodee International, or Wizards of the Coast. Story is conceived by Chris Garvey. Editing and sound design is by Bren Thorson. All music used in this production can be found in our show notes. Please follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at RPG. Thank you for listening and beware the Canson.